Yo, what's going on everybody? It is 3 p.m. here in New Vienna, Iowa. It's time for another live stream on Friday, September 25th, 2020. We are closing in on the end of September. Yet another month in 2020 gone by and uh, we're all still here. So I guess we have all that to be thankful for. Plus it's Friday, so end of the week for most of us, although uh, for some of you ahead of us uh, in the UK and New Zealand, uh, you've well into the weekend already, and uh, congratulations. Great on you. Uh, good to see everybody here. We got Frank LaHoulier here, Runder Estimated, Chris Yao, JP says TGIF, indeed. Mark Rainey saying hello, saying yo to all the other pizza rats out there. That's a great way to start off the weekend. I do really want to eat pizza for dinner today. I don't know if we're going to be able to make that happen. We'll have to see. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what's going on in terms of the dinner plans. I think maybe I'll just start making some pizza dough after the live stream today, and then we'll make it happen. Uh, Tab Hunter is here having a Guinness on the go. Sounds good. Terrence Hui says, Feliz Viernes a todos. Awesome. Very cool. And uh, Danny J said, had Whole Foods pizza for lunch. Now he's perfect. <laughs> perfect preparation for a Kofuzi live stream. <laughs> you gotta, he says, I'll make sure to activate my glutes when I stand up too. That is funny. I'm not a big fan of the Whole Foods pizza. It's so tempting. It looks delicious. But uh, I've never really enjoyed it. I mean, I'm not saying I haven't eaten every single bite of it. But, you know, it's not my favorite pizza. Um, and today, as far as glute activations go, um, I've been doing a different kind of stretch before my runs in the morning. I also took yesterday off and did a had a bike day. And the day before that, I did a... Um, uh, a run and bike day so i didn't run that much so like l really low mileage this week this week and on today's run i felt fantastic i mean my knee started to feel like a little bit it felt like ooh, you know my knee is sore but it didn't like hurt like it's been the other days and it wasn't until like the fifth mile out of like 5.3 miles for today so feeling really good about that um i'm thinking like just resting it up a little bit is what what the um what i need but also, it was my first run in the Bondi 7 today, and the Bondi 7 are fantastic. So I'm a big fan of them this year. I liked them last year. It took me a minute to, to like them last year. But the Bondi 7, instantly I'm feeling good in them. So I like that. I'm going to adjust this camera here just a little bit. I feel like it's really bright. There we go. Oh, too dark. There. All right. So, uh, yeah. So I'm feeling good about that. Um by the end of the run, it only kind of felt like, you ever have those days where it's just like, maybe it's a little cold out all of a sudden, and you're like, oh, this knee kind of feels a little bit mm, like tender. Not tender, but uh, feels like uh, there's been a lot of like impact going through the knee. That's kind of what it felt like. And I was like, oh, that's very, very mild. Um, I didn't want to push through it. I was just like, uh, nope, we'll keep the run nice and short today. But um, feeling feeling pretty happy about that. And as Dunbar says, uh, hi, Kofuzi and everybody. Uh, awesome. Kevin Bickerton is here as well. And uh, cool. Very cool. Jeff Elliott's here. Daniel M. Martha. Good to see everybody. Um, the other thing to, before I forget about the glute activations, I've been doing this new stretch, which I forget what her name is, but like um, her YouTube channel, she's like a, a, like a fitness instructor of some sort. Um, I don't know what the right word for that is, but she does like a, a lot of like body weight, also kettlebell and also all sorts of different exercises. But she's one of the ones that has like, she's made like three different, like 25 great glute exercises, like those kinds of videos. And I really like her stuff. And one of the things she says, she made a video called like the best stretch ever, or like if you can only do one stretch in the morning, just do this one. And basically you do like a downward dog and then you go from that into like a runner's lunge, right? So like you're, downward dog and then you come up a little bit and your right leg will come up by your right foot so you'd be like right leg right foot and so you're like you're stretching out like this and then you go back downward dog and then you stretch out the other way and uh, that, that feels, feels pretty good in the morning I did I've been doing that for the past couple of runs in the morning and I think that's all I need to get them activated but I mean, I'm still doing my other leg exercises too for just general strength but I think that's something that kind of works for me. It doesn't take a long time. I can remember to do it. Uh, and I've been feeling better. So all in all, feeling pretty good about things. Feeling optimistic. I think tomorrow I may, 
Either t I think I have to. I think I have to do it tomorrow. I have to see what the dates are for that trial of miles for round two of that competition. I have to run an 8K and kind of get my butt kicked virtually. Um, but I'm still going to try and run an 8K. So I think I'm going to do that tomorrow morning, and then probably bike a little bit after that as well. But I'm going to do that. So today I want. I wanted to take it really easy. But again, feeling good about things. Um, Stevie76 says, ever get a stress test? Yesterday, I noticed my Run With Hal app said the American College of Sports Medicine recommend getting a stress test at age, at age 40, especially when you have risk factors. I've never gotten a stress test. I don't know what that means. Like, what, like what kind of stress test? Like a heart stress test? Or like a, like am I mentally stressed kind of thing? I don't know what that means. Uh, Martha says she agrees that uh, Whole Foods pizza is always tempting and never fails to disappoint. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's funny. Um, Jeff Elliott says they make a vegan version and it's fine. He likes it, but only when it's on sale. That's interesting. Wait, Danny J says agreed. It's not great, but $6 for a whole pie on Fridays is so tempting. That's an amazing price. I was not aware of that. I'll eat Whole Foods pizza if it's a whole thing for $6. I'll eat that. Yeah, Jeff Lee says, cheap pizza is good pizza. Just cover it in sriracha. Yeah, I mean, put hot sauce on pizza, and then like even like terrible pizza the next day can be quite tasty. That's like my trick. Ricardo Katagiri says, yo, tomorrow I race with a group of friends. The goal is to run around the Lake Le Mans in Switzerland. Total of 208 kilometers will be fun. That is a really long, wow, that's a long run. I also thought that you said you were going to run around Switzerland because I read it kind of fast. So I was like, we well, were going to run around what? And then I was like, no, no, I misread that. And then it said the total of 208 kilometers. I'm like, that's still insanely long. Well, good luck. Good luck. That sounds like an adventure. That sounds like it's going to be super fun. Does anyone remember... Um, it was a kid's cartoon that was on maybe about, um, I want to say like seven or six years ago. It's called All of the Ostrich. It was a short-lived show, and it was one of those kind of like Peppa Pig where they have like two episodes within each like 30-minute block. Um, but uh, All of the Ostrich would always get into different scenarios uh, and or adventures. And the way it would end, like the guy's accent i don't even remember what i'm i'm assuming it was an australian accident accent and uh he always said like tune in next time for olive's next great adventure but he would say it in a very thick accent and i always thought that was pretty amazing i like that i actually looked it up the other day because i was like hey i haven't watched all of the ultras with the baby i wonder what happened to that cartoon and i don't know i don't know i think they just stopped making it i think i'm like me I, even my daughter didn't really like it that much i liked it a lot I had like a kooky animation kind of style that I kind of really liked. Anyway, I don't think anyone else has watched that. Um, yeah. Uh, Nathan Power says, who would win in a fight? Uh, a shark with lungs and legs on land versus a bear or a bear with gills and flippers in the water. I think a shark, obviously. Uh, although, I mean, like, does the shark, if it has legs, does it also have bones? Because otherwise, how does it stand if it doesn't still have, if it's still only made out of cartilage? You know. Uh, Bert Leges says, resisted getting pizza tonight and made a sandwich. Mostly because wife was not agreeing with pizza. I think that you made the prudent choice there. Very good. That's a good option. Uh, Chris Dyke is here. What's going on, Chris? Um... All right. Tab Hunter says, Whole Foods pizza is terrible. $6? Whole Foods pizza is the way forward. <laughs> uh, Tab asks, if, am I sure I'm not an accountant? I'm definitely not an accountant. I'm very bad at keeping books. But, um, but I mean, I have always been, uh, like, I don't understand, like, it's quality, not quantity. Like, I understand the concept. But there's, like, you know, there must be like a within reason is like, you know, it's kind of like a fortune cookie. You know, when you write, you say like whatever you read the fortune and then you add in bed to it. I feel like, you know, quality, not quantity within reason. Cause if you're getting an entire pizza, 
what I define as good quality goes down if it's $6. Like, is it, for what you pay for Whole Foods pizza per slice, it's pretty terrible. But if I'm paying $6 for a whole pie's worth, oh, now we're talking. You know, the value uh, analysis changes. <laughs> um, yeah. Stevie76 says, Wiki, according to Wiki, uh, not WikiLeaks, Wikipedia, a cardiac stress test is a cardiological test that measures the heart's ability to respond to external stress in a controlled clinical environment. That's what I thought it mean, meant. I mean, isn't it just like, it's kind of like a VO, it's like a weird VO2 max test though, isn't it? They, they just make you go faster on a treadmill every once in a while. Yeah, Martha says, wouldn't a stress test give you an accurate VO2? That'd be nice to have you have to do one anyway. Yeah, I my my uh, here's what I think. I think that the way stress tests are used, um, if you are someone that uh, is indicated to get a cardiac stress test, you probably are contraindicated to have a VO2 max test done, even under medical supervision. That's kind of the way I understand that stress test thing we're talking about. Um, yeah, so. All right, Ricardo Geary, Ricardo Geary says, it's weird not seeing an SL20 comment. Well, we got to get the word of the day out for that one. Yeah! <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, Kai Smithley says, what about a Whole Foods SL20? What, is, what would a Whole Foods SL20 be? Um, I mean, would it be that weird if Whole Foods started selling shoes? Because they sell, like, clothes and stuff, right? They sell, like, weird clothes. Uh, I don't mean to say it too disparagingly, but, like, they do have, like, uh, like they've always sold, like, sustainable apparel and, and things like that, right? I know they sell, like, toys, and they sell, like, kids' games, and they sell, like, a, and they always sell, like, a whole bunch of, like, water bottles and stuff. Like So they sell, like, a lot of other things that are not just food and groceries. So, um... But imagine if they started sending sneakers. Well, I mean, I feel like this Reebok shoe that we were talking about yesterday a little bit, the uh, Float Ride Forever, or Forever Float Ride Grow. I mean, that, I feel like, I mean, it's the right colors. It could totally be a Whole Foods shoe. Uh, going back to pizza, Mark Rainey says, I've been getting $12 Papa Murphy's pizzas on Tuesdays. Not bad. Will be my cold, weird mile slices. Eight slices per pie. <laughs> that's funny that's great um yeah today i was looking at the newspaper and um two things caught my eye one is that there's still like cross-country meets going on which i feel like cross-country is probably fine to do uh right now even though uh dubuque county dubuque county has the only the 10th highest incidence like percentage of positive tests for covid tests but it has like 16% positivity rating. The number one county in Iowa is like 30%, which is just insane. We're still gonna do, they're still gonna do uh, cross country meets. They interviewed the Dubuque County like health department person and they're like, you know, it's events. It's events that's driving all this. And the first thing that like he like rattled off, there's like, he rattled off like weddings, sports games, school. But the first thing that he listed off was tractor pulls which there was a tractor pull literally down the street. I didn't go, but, um, but yeah, so that's, what's going on here. So, uh, I was in the paper today. I was reading the, about the high school, uh, local high school cross country meet. Um, and it got so much coverage. It got like a third of the front page of the sports section. It was amazing. And then it continued on inside too. So it was like an amazing amount of coverage for, uh, men's and women's high school cross country. That was astonishing. And then I also saw an ad for Little Caesars $5 pizza, which I feel like is just, I mean, I mean, are you even getting food at $5? Like what's in that? It's not food. Like real food doesn't cost that little for that much pizza. It's got to be like, I don't know, like sawdust and like the remnants of previously eaten food, right? Like recycled somehow. I don't know. It's an amazing price. I want to try it. <laughs> uh. Uh, yeah.
Yeah. Chris Yao says the whole, the whole foods shoe would be a hemp rocket 2.0. Th- yeah. I mean, the, the Reebok foot right grow isn't that far. It's got a eucalyptus upper, upper, uh, a midsole foam made out of castor oil and an outsole made from, uh, rubber with no petroleum in it. So just, just rubber from a rubber plant. So, right. And the, oh, and the insole is made out of bloom algae, which is like, that's great. An invasive species, turn it into something great. I love that idea. Um, yeah. Mark Jankogo says, I'd buy a Whole Foods shoe if Amazon delivers it same day. Would you really? I mean, I suppose I would buy it just to test it out, but I don't, I'm not sure that I'd like really be all that interested. They probably make like slippers and like, like house sandals and flip flops. They probably have those in the store right now. I bet. I don't know. Sean Marshall is here. Says, Hey y'all. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Sean. Good to see you. Um, Smithley says they had a Papa Murphy there, but it went out of business. It's too bad. I don't think I've ever had Papa Murphy's. I've seen a lot of commercials for it in Chicago, but I don't think I've ever actually eaten it. Um, yeah, there's a lot of pizza franchises in Chicago. Laney A coming in with more information on this cardiac stress test. Says, unfortunately, stress tests only look at cardiac function, and O2 stats is measured, but only for safety and not VO2. But does someone that needs a cardiac stress test, do you think that that person would be a good candidate? To, or do you think that person could safely do a VO2 max test? I, I think that those two things don't go together. Um, let's see where we go. Ryan Bradley says, just picked up the cloud on cloud boom. Very similar to the New Balance TC, but much more comfortable. You can see the carbon plate through the shoe. Well, that's interesting because I like the fuel cell TC a lot. It's a very soft shoe, um, but springy as well. It's interesting. Like, I, I always thought that it was interesting that, like, uh, with on though, because they've always had, what did they, what did they, they called it the speed board. They've always had that. It was a speed board and... Uh, I think it served like a carbon fiber-ish type of um, purpose. But I don't know. I think it's going to be a little while before I try another on shoe. It didn't agree with me the first time. Stevie says in terms of places that uh, are opening up, even though they shouldn't, he says Florida is opening up 100%. Yeah, of course. It makes sense. Why not? Um... Sean Marshall says, Kofuzi, I got the 250-mile shoe message from Strava. How seriously do you take this recommendation? I take it as um, a good time to start. If you don't have an idea of what you're going to replace that shoe with, start looking now. That way it will give you some time to like look around, do some research, like check out some different shoe review videos if that's what you want to do, and then get it ordered and like to your house in time. At 250, usually around like 270 miles or so, that's when I'll start like really paying attention. Is like, is my body suddenly hurting in ways that are a little bit unusual? Like things bother me that don't normally bother me all of a sudden for no reason. Like the intensity has been the same and the volume has been the same, but all of a sudden now like my heel hurts a little bit. Those are like little signs that your shoes need replacing. So like for, I would think that that 250 mile notification is a good time to be like, start trying to pay a little bit more closer attention than normal. Boom Dogs Madness says, favorite running socks to date? I have a pair of, uh, I think they're Stance, Stance running socks that are like low cut, um, that are like these black and gray ones. I really, I, they, I wore them this morning. They're really great. I like those a lot. Um, they're a little bit thicker, so I would, I was like worried that they'd be hot, but they, um, they like, they hug your, they're like compressive a little bit. So like they hug the foot a little bit, and I think that's really comfortable. And, you know, I don't blister in them, so it's good. Not that I normally blister in other socks, too, but I, I really enjoy those. Danny J says, uh, is there a shoe that you can just chuck in the woods when you're done with it? Uh, I don't know. That would be something, but I don't think you can quite do that. But Reebok made a, uh, I think it was supposed to be a recyclable shoe, and it was made out of, like, 
I want to say cotton and corn, like the two things that they use to make it, like a, re a recyclable shoe. I don't, I don't think, I don't know anyone that tried it. Um, JG says, think about those videos in which you review the shoe from Whole Foods and then you eat it. They would go viral right away. I mean, that that would be pretty interesting. If someone was like, now I'm going to eat this upper. Uh, Frank Luhulier says, the artist versus the Vaporfly. I think the Vaporfly is better um, because I think that the Zumax is better than the uh, TPE that's in the, the artist. But did you see... Um, Atreyu posted some videos on their story today talking about how bouncy like this the new material that they're testing for both the artist and for their regular shoes um, and it's a, it's just even bouncier so uh, that looks like the kind of the way that um, PBAX behaves compared to um, EVA from what I've seen but I don't think the original one is that just EVA? I don't know but uh, it looked a little extra bouncy so we'll see what that's like Brian Nee says, cheap pizza just to get you in the door and buy other stuff? That sounds like that $5 Costco chicken. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's how they get you in there. Um, I remember, though, that when, I guess what this is when I was a lot younger, though. There used to be a Dominic's grocery store. Uh, now it's the Mariano's, but for, like, years it was an empty parking lot because Domin that Dominic's burned down. So this would have been maybe, like, 2005 or so, so like 15 years ago. Um... A long time ago, I would go to that Dominic's and they had five dollar take and bake pizzas. Like it was basically the pizza in a box, but you stuff it's just not cooked. You take it home and it would be five dollars, cheese or with like one or two toppings on it. And so on the weekends, uh, I would buy like um, the take and bake pizza for five dollars, and then like a twelve pack of Miller Lights for like six or seven dollars. And that was like those were the only two things that I bought on that Friday at the grocery store. So I don't know, maybe it is a loss leader, but I don't know how much it gets people to really, cause I, I think a lot of people go to Whole Foods just to eat and leave, like a like a fast casual restaurant almost. Um, but, so I don't know if like it gets people to really buy more. Um, not really, Hank Aaron says, Costco chicken is good. Um, Daniel M says, what if science gave us a bagel based calzone? So you mean like a calzone Oh, with like a really crispy, crispy exterior, like a bagel. That'd be pretty. I mean, it's basically like a pizza bagel, right? So a pizza calzone, a bagel calzone, bagel zone. I don't know. It's a weird name, but I think it'd be pretty good. Purple helmeted yogurt slinger says pineapple on pizza. Yes or no? I'd say if you're gonna eat it with ham or some other pork product, then yes. If you're just gonna put cheese and pineapple on it, no thanks. I'm not into it. Stevie 76 says founder of Atreo I was a music school grad performing acoustic lounge singer and the founder of a gourmet hot dog parlor called Botsky's in Lake Charles Louisiana is that true all those things are true about him I mean he plays uh, I know he plays the keyboard uh, pretty well um, Daniel M uh, asking Chris Yao specifically but he asks is there a difference between a calzone and a stromboli I think calzone is like um, it's it's folded over into like a crescent shape, so kind of like a pasty. I think I'm not I don't know. Um, and a stromboli is more like a pizza roll up, um, then cut into like cut into slices sometimes too. You can eat. I mean, sometimes I've seen them where it's like a giant hot pocket, but I think a lot of times it's rolled up like a pizza roll up, and then you cut it. Uh, sometimes people cut it and serve slices of it, like a like a cinnabon, right? So I've seen Strombolis done a whole bunch of weird ways. And then when they do it that way, sometimes it's doused with some extra marinara or gravy, depending on where you're from. But I've seen Strom Strombolis are usually the weirder. Like Stromboli is more of like a, I'm going to get some sort of pizza-style food, and I'm not sure what it is, but I'm here for it. Send it, you know. A calzone, I expect to be more like a, a half, like a half circle. Like in like a giant pizza dumpling. Uh, 
Oh, Terrence Huy says, Atreyu did an IG story talking about how the foam on the artist is not TPE. They thought it was, but they were told it was a special chemical composition of still EVA. Oh, I didn't, I didn't see that. Oh. Trent Wicker says, Strong Barrelies really aren't Italian, though, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that what people eat in America is really, like, pizza that Americans eat is... Uh, like Italian food either. So I just feel like it's like Italianish, I think. FOD Runner says, do you have pasties in America? I thought it was a British thing. Um, certain parts of the, the Northeast have it. So I never called them pasties growing up. I just thought that they were like hand pies um, or basically like homemade hot pockets. But my running buddy, he grew up in Pennsylvania and there they call them pasties. And so, like, um, there was one time, though, that they used to sell a product in Whole Foods called Pasties. Um, and I, like, they stopped selling that because I think no one understood what it was. But, yeah. But in, like, um, some of, like, I don't know what that area is called. Like, part, that part of the Appalachian Mountains, like Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Ohio, Kentucky, Tennessee, that area... Um, I think because of like the prevalence of coal mines, pasties were pretty popular. And I think they were called pasties too. And I think they, they were popular at the same time in the U.S. in the coal mining context as they were in, the, in England. That's my understanding of that, the name of that food. But that's, I mean, that's what I call them. Jennifer Herring clearing up on Stromboli. Stromboli has sauce on the inside too. Yeah, I think, I think so. That makes sense. Lenny A says, the $1.50 hot dog and soda combo gets, gets, gets me in Costco. Left with a $299 electric bike, and I'm a sucker for the last one in the shelf. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, you got, well, you spent $299 on an electric bike, which doesn't seem like a lot, but you also did get a good bargain on the hot dog. So, pretty good. <laughs> That's, I, I, I'm, I'm really curious about the electric bike. That's not, that sounds like fun. Uh, I gotta. I'll, I'll, I'm also wondering if like, um, if it's, if I can get a new bike yet. Like I, I, I gotta. I guess maybe I'll call the bike shop again, see how they're doing on inventory, because I'd like to have a road-ish bike. Or maybe like, what do they call them? Um, commuter bikes. What's that? there's another word for it? Hybrid bikes. I'd I'd like a hybrid bike. I just think that like, I need something that fits me a little bit better. But I'm also determined to get this Walmart bike to 500 miles. I mean, at least 300, but we got, I want to try to get it to 500 miles and see how it does. I was going to get, like, new wheels on it and everything, too, but I'm thinking I'm just going to leave it as is and see if I can get it there. Because, um, I mean, I don't really care about how far or how fast I'm going on it. I just care about, like, how long I'm able to ride it and the heart rate, like, if I'm able to stay, like, aerobic in it. So those are, like, the only thing that I'm I'm interested in. So I think I could do it to 500 miles on that thing. I think I'm not even at like 100, though. Sean Marshall says, fun fact, the Chinese takeout box was invented in the USA. Yeah, I've heard about that. I've seen like a lot of shows that like talk about, and you can open it up, which is weird because like I've never done that or have I ever wanted to do that with the, like the Chinese takeout container. I've never seen anyone do that before. Like if someone did that while I was eating and they were like, oh, did you know that these Chinese takeout boxes were invented out of paper for two reasons one because it was easy a cheap material but also two then they could be folded and unfolded so they can unravel so you can make a giant plate and serve it family style and if someone like did that to my food i'd be like what are you doing you're ruining the box i, I think i would get mad if they did, did that <laughs> kai smithley says uh i have a hybrid bike diamondback hanjo one nice to just ride around very comfortable sounds good sounds good um, Sean Marshall says, are you going to let your kids do a hiking shoe review? You know, I was thinking like for that video that I made, uh, I was going to have them like sit up here with me, like one on each side and like have them tell me about the shoe and like hold it up and show like the camera, like parts that they liked about it and stuff. And I thought that'd be really fun. But then I was like, oh, I made a lot of videos this week and I'm really tired. And, uh, I did manage to get them to say whether they liked the shoe or not at the end of that video. So I'm like, we'll call it good enough. So, like, you know, if, if another hiking shoe company, like, sends us shoes, then we'll do, like, a proper review. But until then, I'm like, I'm going to leave it there. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I've been having them make videos and stuff, and then, like, I'll just show it to, like, my wife and, like, our family and stuff. So, but it's not, like, reviews, but they'll make, make stuff. Um, so, and I think that kind of, like, you know, like, satisfies them in terms of their desire to, like, copy dad a little bit. And then um, the other thing that I did was yesterday, um, my daughter's teacher was, like, they had an experiment to do with, like, um, uh, they had to do like a thought experiment. They were learning about water and evaporation. And so like, what would happen if you had a hot glass of water and you put a lid on top of it and didn't let all the water evaporate out? And they had to like hypothesize what would happen. And so everyone like did that as an assignment that they had to do on their own and then submit. And then um, my daughter's like, yeah, the teacher said that I have to actually do it now. And I was like, oh, okay, well, let's, um, as long as we're doing that, let's take a video of it. So I put it like, I got the GoPro out, Hero 9. <laughs> And uh, put a, a warm, like a super hot glass of water in the windowsill, put a lid on it, and like I time-lapsed it. And then my daughter, like after the time, like after a couple of minutes, picked it up and was like, eh, it's really wet in here and there's condensation. It's moist um, and it's hot. And so like, and then we submitted that. So, and then I put like music to the time-lapse part. So that was unnecessarily over the top. But, you know, I, I'm not going to be able to help her make like a volcano or anything. So that's as far as I can go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Daniel M says, I had a hybrid bike and I would not recommend them. Oh, that's interesting. Why not? Um, well, wait, wait a minute. Here. Purple Helmeted Yogurt Slinger says, in South Africa, you can get a triple-decker pizza, like three layers of pizza, and a crust filled with sausage. So it's like a hot dog? So it's like a Donner kebab around like a pizza lasagna. That sounds amazing. <laughs> that sounds incredible. That sounds really good. Um, I want to eat that. I'll eat meat for that. If someone like was like, hey, like if, if I was in South Africa, they're like, hey, here's this. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll eat that. Um, Jeff Elliott says, I like my hybrid bike. It's basically a hardtail MTB, and you can lock the front shocks, plus the tires are fairly smooth. Oh, Okay. That's not, I think that's kind of what I need. Um, Inez was saying, what about a gravel bike for you, Kofuzi? That would be good for Iowa. I think it would. I think it would really, I mean, that's kind of, I mean, I have basically like a, you know, a, a Walmart mountain bike. Um, and it's fine on like the trails that we're on. It's like crushed limestone. And then um, there are dirt roads around here too. And when I'm on that, it, it's, it works fine. But I feel like when I'm trying to like ride for like a workout, um, I've been sticking to just like paved roads. So I'm like, well, I could probably get away with a road, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't feel like, uh, like the moment I buy a bike that has like, that looks like it might have clip in pedals on it. Like at, at that moment, I feel like, you know, something's like, I'm going to get hit by a car or I'm going to get injured somehow. And, and I don't know. There's something about, it seems like a step too far, which is out of my, a little bit out of my comfort zone, but I'm like, these big knobby tires that I have on my bike right now, I feel like are also causing a lot of friction and slowing me down. So I don't know. I think I just need to do it more and kind of like get used to the activity and then we'll reevaluate a little bit further. Um, Daniel M though says, I recently bought a cyclocross bike, which is like a sturdier road bike. And I love it. That sounds interesting. I like that idea. Um, <laughs> Martha says Simon Cowell broke his back after getting on a brand new electric bike the very first time. That guy's so weird. I don't understand that guy. Uh, it's kind of a. I mean, I don't want to take pleasure in someone else's discomfort, but that's kind of funny. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Sean Marshall says, "What is the strangest arranged food you've ever had, Kofuzi? Mine might be a Rutgers grease truck sandwich." Those are, I mean, that's good food. That's good food. That's good eating right there. That's like a real food truck. That's not like the fancy kind of food truck that you that has a Twitter account that you follow. That's like a real food truck. I like those food trucks. Um, yeah. Oh, Tab Hunter says, has anyone cast a vote for the Ikea hot dog? Oh, I used to love those. I used to eat like a half dozen on the way out. I'd be like, give me six. And they'd be like, you want six? I'm like, yes, and one soda. <laughs> uh, uh, but now I don't eat hot dogs anymore although I did have uh, for lunch today uh, part of my lunch today 
um, I had two veggie dogs. My uh, my daughter was looking at me eat, and she's like, is that like your fourth meal today? And I was like, no, I've kind of had two meals with multiple plates each meal. I ate all the leftovers in this house. No one in this house eats leftovers. My wife eats some. Um, and then my father-in-law, if there's like a leftover hamburger patty, he'll have that. But like other than that, like no one eats leftovers. Even though everyone in this house says they eat leftovers, I'm the only one that eats the leftovers. So, and I also like savory things for breakfast. So like I'll, like after a run, I'll just make a plate of leftovers from the night before. So, um, you know, I try to keep it somewhat sensible. So like yesterday, the leftovers I had for today, one was like a hot dog-ish type of plate. So I did two veggie dogs, some uh, baked beans and uh, like potatoes and onions. So I had that as one plate, but the other plate was like, um, I had some leftover white rice, some leftover roasted like squash. Um, and I put an egg on it with soy sauce and uh, toasted sesame. So it was more like stir fry-ish. So like I didn't put them on the same plate. So I had like two plates of lunch and my daughter thought I had two lunches. I'm just being efficient. I'm just cleaning out the fridge. And my, it drives my mother-in-law mad when uh, there's wasted food. So like I, I feel obligated to. Mm. Yeah, Crespin Greco. Oh, there we go. Take care of that. Um, Mark Chenko goes, ever go to Ikea for breakfast? It's like $2 for so much food. Yes, I have. Like they actually pretty good eggs. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't mind eating the uh, Swedish meatballs early in the morning either. But uh, we can't eat there anymore because um, nothing there is safe for my daughter to eat. Like, we I, we went there one time and we were like, hey, uh, is any of this safe for someone with a peanut allergy to eat? They handed us this binder and it showed, like, every food item that they have at Ikea and, like, possible cross-contamination. Peanuts, possible peanut cross-contamination was listed as positive on everything on the list. Even things that didn't have peanuts in it or was anywhere would have been anywhere near peanuts. So we're like, all right, I guess we're not eating here anymore. So ever since then, our um, our IKEA shopping has precipitously declined. It's almost zero anymore. Um, JC says, "Do you think food-based live stream chats fantasize about running?" Here's a better question: Is there a food-based live stream? Like we. We need to go. I mean, I guess mukbangs, right? That's what it is. Um, <laughs> so, like, do you think, like, like mukbangs are, like, they're people that are like, eating food. Like, they got, like, double-fisting chopsticks, and they're just, like, shoving noodles in their mouth. And, like, you know, one time I had this thought that I would just go and have, like, a, a weird mukbang where I would eat and then go run for a little bit and then eat some more and then run for a little bit. I'm going to call it the weird mukbang, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> maybe that's how it goes. <laughs> Jeff Elliott says, I hate wasting food, so I do a lot of weird combination leftover meals. Yeah, I feel like it's, uh, you know, we don't we don't follow a lot of gender roles in our house, but that is one. I feel like it's my, like, my dad obligation to just be, like, um, just, like, a, a food garbage disposal and eat, eat everything. My dad used to mix all the leftovers of all the cereals that we were like, oh, we don't, we're over that cereal. We don't want to eat that anymore. We already got the toy out, so we're not going to finish that box. But the box would still be taking up space, and it's a full box, but there's only, like, this much cereal in it. You just take all the leftovers and have, like, one super bowl of cereal. Um, and he would just eat food. Sometimes, I, remember, I remember times when I'd be like, Dad, why are you, why are you eating that? He, wouldn't, he didn't look happy. He's like, why are you eating that? He's like, because it's leftovers. I was like, Does he, it doesn't look like you enjoy it. He's like, no, but I'm eating it. He'd be really, like, grumpy about it. For a while, I think still to this day, my dad gets mad if you get a to-go box. Like you're, it's not allowed. Because he's, I think, had to eat so many, like, leftovers boxes that no people have, like, derelicted. And I don't know why he doesn't just throw them away. But he'll, he'll if, if it's in the fridge, he'll eat it. And he just, he hates that. I don't know if it's the pressure or he just doesn't like doing it anymore or what. But, like, um, I remember it got really bad when, like, I had left the home and my sister was in high school because um, my, my sister is, is uh, really bad about, like, that kind of thing. 
she would always go to the restaurant, order a whole bunch of food, and then uh, just have like not eat anything, and then just bring it all back, and then not eat the leftovers. So it would drive my dad insane. And so he would just be like, no, no, we're not eating. And then uh, he would start eating like the leftover, like the food that you were going to take home, or my mom, he would like try to get my mom to eat some more of it. He's like, but we're not taking it home. <laughs> uh, it's, I think it's so funny. Me, I'm like, I love leftover food. That just means that, like, whenever there's leftovers, that means in a minute and a half, I'm going to have a full plate of food to eat. That's what I think about it. And it's going to be hot food, and it's going to be somewhat tasty, and if nothing else, it'll be filling, and I won't have to cook it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. And, and Angel Claudio says, or Angel Claudio says, your new 5K was super fast. Thank you. How long did you train before you started seeing sub 10 minute miles regularly? Um, I would say, I don't know. I think the first marathon that I ran back in 2010, I did like a couch to marathon. And uh, there I was running like maybe like nine minute, 30 second miles. And then, um, but I think that's all I ran the entire time. And then I don't remember what my paces were like when I picked running back up again, like six years later. Because Couch to Marathon went really poorly, poorly for me and I didn't want to run for years after that. And so uh, then I ran again and then I don't know what my times were. But in terms of like seeing sub 10 minute miles regularly, maybe you're asking in terms of like running Maffetone. Uh, when I started doing Maffetone, my times were like 12 and a half, 13 minute miles, 11 minute miles. That took maybe like two months or so, or a month for that to, to change back. It took a while. Uh, even Blankenship, Evan Blankenship says, what's your marathon PB? It's like 301 and change but that was on a downhill course so i need to i'd like to get a flat time just to see what that's like uh, yeah am Gruner says yep leftovers is less work and no cleanup i love it i love it mark chenko says it's always a minute and a half pretty much Pretty much. When I assemble a plate, I use the, the microwave here. Well, my microwave at home is a, a microwave that I, I think my wife and I bought before we were married. And we got it for less than $40. It's tiny. It doesn't really work very well, but we've never replaced it. Um, we've had it for like f 15 years now. But anyway, the microwave here is super powerful and it has a 30-second button. And I hit the 30 second button three times. You go peep, 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 and it just starts going. And then if I need to warm it up more, I'll warm it up more. Like if it's soup, I need to warm it up more. But if like a regular just plate, peep, 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 and it's done. Here's, you know, you know what you know what happens? This is a weird quirk that both my mother-in-law do and uh, my wife do. And uh, it seems like the way that they do it, it seems almost passive aggressive. They're, I don't know what button they're pushing on their microwave. But the button, I think what it does is it puts five minutes on the microwave. I think it's maybe the auto defrost or something that they're hitting that puts five minutes on the microwave, uh, but they never microwave it for five minutes. Both of them have this habit of like whenever they're just tired of waiting for the microwave to keep microwaving, which it's a microwave. It works at the speed of magic. Like I don't know how people can be um, impatient with a microwave, but then they'll just like when they, if it's like a cup of coffee or something, they'll hit that button. And then when they're like ready, they just open the door. They don't hit pause. They don't stop it. They just open it, which in my mind, like the way that my mom like warned me about microwaves when we got our first microwave, maybe like sometime in like the early 90s, I think. Um, I thought that would be like a recipe for like certain radioactive death. But my mother-in-law and my wife, both, they just open the door and they get out whatever they have. And then they'll close the microwave door, but the, there's still like four minutes and like 34 seconds left on whatever button they pushed on the microwave. And so whenever I go to put something in the microwave, I go and hit like the 30 second button and like nothing's happening. I'm like, what the heck? Come on, three, three times. One, two, three. And I'm like, oh, someone, what, what is this? 434. So I'll have to hit stop and clear it. And then I can hit my three buttons. 
And I don't know. I, don't, I just feel, for, I don't know why. I assume that's some, that's some sort of passive aggressive message that they're sending. I know it's not. But I just feel like, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't understand like the, you know, it's just such a weird behavior. And they both do it. I've never brought it up to them. I, I think I'm just going to keep watching and see what they do. But I think I'm the only one that has that problem of like not realizing that some people will stop microwaving in the middle of a microwave session and then not clear it when they're done. I don't, I don't know. Uh, Danny J says why wouldn't they just hit 30 seconds away I mean they could probably just hit 30 seconds once it's just one button boom and then it'll be done and then you know then you don't accidentally leave it in there for like 5 minutes I, I, I don't know I, I'm not sure uh, Mark Jango I never understood people not clearing it either Yeah, Mike Cow says has your wife ever watched a live stream I don't think so she likes to give me my space. That's what she says. I do think she just probably would be bored with it. She's like, I live with this guy all day. I get 23 hours of this guy. I don't need another. I like the one hour on the live stream is my break. <laughs> I'm sure that's something else that she would want to say. Um, Jeff, Jeff says, they just want someone else to press cancel. I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, Tab Hunter never brought it up to them, but announced it on live stream. Nicely done. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not like a, anything that I'm mad about. But it's just like a peculiar quirk. You know, you learn things about people when you live with them for a long time. You know. Matt G says, I put whatever amount of time and then stop it when it looks done. The microwave that my mother-in-law had before this one, it was even more powerful and more advanced than from the future and made out of magic. There was a, a function on it called, I don't know what it was called. I think it was just called plate. And I don't know what sensors it used, but you just put a plate of food in there and you just put hit the plate button one time and it would just start going and it would turn itself off for you when it thought that the food on your plate was done and it was usually right some if anything it over nuked food but it never under nuked whenever you did that you never had cold food everything was warm the right amount of warm slash hot it was amazing but i have a feeling it was one of those things where like you know like a car engine racing like a street racing car that runs on nas you're going to wear down that engine fast if you keep hitting that nas bottle and uh that microwave only lasted like two years which is not a long time for appliances to last in this household so uh ross runs says hey kofuzi loving uh where'd it go loving your channel i'm in the process of setting up my own running blog awesome thanks for inspiring me p.s can i get a birthday shout out for tomorrow please cheers ross well ross Happy birthday for you tomorrow. Congratulations on starting your channel. I think since it's your birthday tomorrow, we can certainly give you a cowbell to encourage you on. Here it goes. Let's just take a second. There it is. Good job, Ross. Um, let's see. Uh, Daniel M says, in a joker voice, some people just want to watch the food burn. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That's so funny. Uh, Brian Nee says, I haven't owned a microwave in years. I thought I would miss it a lot, but surprisingly haven't. That's amazing to me. You don't own a microwave? Like, I could live without an oven, I think. I mean, I like pizza. I like uh, making casseroles. I love roasting vegetables. So I use the oven frequently. But I think I could, it'd be easier for me to go without an oven than it would for me to go without a microwave. There was a point where I was about to write a microwave cookbook. And it was going to be called Microwave Cookery for One. It was going to be an amazing book. Like uh somewhat like intentionally like misanthropic and sad and you know how like other like cooking like blogs and stuff and cookbooks have like i love when the fall leaves change color and then we would chill in the air and there's football on tv and i love to make like a good bowl of chili like that's how like regular cookbooks are mine was going to be like you know like just super depressing and uh talk about how like you know life is hard and miserable and uh you know all we can do is microwave food for one person. Uh, like the preface was going to be like, you know, this world is, every recipe is built for a family of four. But what if you're all by yourself all the time? This recipe book is for you. That's a book that I really actually wanted to write. Um, I was, I mean, I was working on make, ways to make pasta in the microwave, which is definitely doable. It comes out pretty starchy, but you know, it works and there's no draining necessary. 
Um, but it's a great way to make cacao e pepe. How do you say that? Cheese and pepper in Italian? Because you need really, really starchy pasta to make that anyway, and some pecorino romano. Just if you make the pasta in the microwave, I mean, I'm not going to call it Italian food because I microwaved pasta with water, but uh, it works. Uh, Chris says that that a uh, big that's a big microwave issue in his house. Side effect is it never displays proper time of day because it's stuck on the remaining time to cook. Yeah, yeah. Martha says that microwave habit would drive me nuts too. Well, I'm glad I'm not making like a giant deal out of this for nothing because I have a tendency to do that a lot. So at least I have a couple of people on my on my side. Fractal0243 says, anyone suggest a cushion trainer with a wide midfoot, which isn't an ultra? Previous metatarsal injury is bugging me. I would say uh, Clifton 6. People seem to think that the 6 is wider than the 7. Um, I also thought the 7 was relatively wide. I think it comes in a wide size as well, so that might be something else to look for, issues that come in wide sizes. Uh, I ran in the Bondi 7 today. Very cushioned. Uh, max cushion trainer. So that's something, also something you can look at. And the Bondi 7, I will say, solved the biggest issue I had with the Bondi 6. The Bondi 6 seemed um, narrow across the toes. Um, when the Bondi 7 fits, great. All right. Um, I think that's a good place to leave it there. We've actually got like a running question in. So I feel like it's awesome that we actually did talk about running a little bit on this running live stream. Um, but... You know, obviously, apparently, this microwave issue was, like, weighing heavily on me. So I'm glad that you guys humored me and let me get that off my chest, I guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun today. Uh, there is a video that's coming out today. It's just giant, and it's taking forever to upload or to render. It's going to take a while to upload. So there will be one coming out hopefully within, like, the next hour. Hopefully it should be done rendering by now, and then I can upload it. Um, and if whenever that uh, comes up, maybe it's tonight, maybe it's tomorrow night, we'll still have a uh, live stream tomorrow, Saturday, 3 p.m. as well. So uh, hopefully I'll see you then. In the meantime, hope you guys are safe, everybody. Thanks so much.